Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Sean from CrossFit Lumberton in Lumberton, Texas. What's up, Sean? How are you today? I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. No problem. Glad to be on. Awesome. All right. Let's jump into the details here right away. What is it that made you want to own your own CrossFit box? How did you get started? Well, um, I started CrossFit just as a, an individual about uh, almost 13 years ago and just fell in love with the training from the beginning. Um, about six months into my training, my uh, coach at the time who ended up becoming my business partner um, was looking for more coaches and he thought that I would be a good fit. I was already very interested in instructing. So I jumped on board right away. Um, two years later, we opened up CrossFit Lumberton and just I had a passion for it. I loved it. Um, serving and caring for other people is just a big part of my life. Um, it's, it's something that I've always enjoyed. It's, it's what kind of gives me that normal passion for life to begin with. So opening up the gym and serving the community was a good aspect for me. Plus I already loved CrossFit. I loved coaching. So mm -hmm getting the opportunity to run the gym and, you know, make a little extra money and all that stuff was something that seemed good at the time. And so far, so good. Awesome. All right. And now walk us through your business model. So typically when we talk about CrossFit, we're talking about group classes. Is that the case for you? Do you also offer semi-privates? Do you also offer one-on-ones? Walk us through the layout there. Um, Meat and potatoes, 95% of what we do is, is group classes. Mm -hmm. um, we do offer personal training, private training stuff, although it's, it's more of a rarity in our case. Mm -hmm. We don't have any full-time staff members, so it's a little harder to um, get people on board with that. Not that there's not a a need for it by any means, but, um, I'm already pretty tied up with running the gym and I also have a full-time job. So it's a little harder for me to do that stuff, but I do have some of my, um, instructors that when given the opportunity work on that one-on-one -on -one stuff, but, uh, obviously it's a little bit easier for full-timers to have that, to help fill their day. I would love to get to where we have some some full-timers in the future that can do that. But again, 95% is just group fitness classes um, with the occasional specialty programs that we'll run. Got it. Okay. And how many members are you serving currently? Um, I think we're about 160 or to 165 right now. Um, we That's including teens and CrossFit kids, but, um, that those two fluctuate drastically through the year kids in sports. So 
-hmm. those numbers go up and down all the time. Uh, I would say that we're probably about 140 with our regular membership. And then uh, the rest is mashed up between kids and teens. Okay. And are you looking to add to that membership or are you satisfied with oh, where certainly. the numbers are? Yeah, we'd, we'd love to add. We've been bigger in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd love to get back up to numbers that we've been at the past. I'd really love to see us uh, at or above the 200 mark mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Um, we're working on a little campaign right now that's just going out to previous members who have been gone for a while and just trying to entice them to get back in the gym. Uh, I still have a lot of interest of people who have never done CrossFit, never really heard of CrossFit until just now. I've got an on-ramp with a brand new guy coming up Saturday that has never done it before, only recently heard of it. So mm -hmm. we know that uh, we can still develop and build, and that's what we're trying to do. Got it. Okay. So running a reactivation campaign now, and then also, you know, looking to draw in more people to add to the membership. So as far as advertising to new faces goes, getting the word out there to let people know what you do, where you're located, all of that good stuff. What does that look like for you? Uh, well, for, for me personally, <laughs> Um, I have, I'm, I'm a little old school, so I, I, Facebook is about the only social media I've really had forever. And, uh, at the advice of, of some of our friends and coaches, uh, and one of my members who's, uh, kind of a business guru, they just told me I had to get Instagram. I've got to start using Instagram. And I'm like, the gym page, we already have gym Instagram. They're like, no, you have to use it. And you need to use it so people see the things that you do. Because I'm, I'm a very much a do-it-yourselfer and working on everything under the sun. And they're like, you need to use that as a way to leverage people to see one side of who you are, but also you can tie it back into the gym. So when I do... Uh, I've learned to do a lot of reels on there that link to the gym page and vice versa that have me tagged. And so trying to get a little more presence out there um, in what the gym is doing and then what I do as part of the gym and also outside of the gym. So far, I think that's worked pretty well. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have waited so long to get, <laughs> get Instagram, but uh, for the gym, um, we don't have anything really in the pipeline that is a big draw people in right now. We're kind of in a transition phase at the gym. Uh, recently we bought out my business partner. So now it's my wife and I who fully own the gym. And mm -hmm. so we're just trying to do some things to reinvigorate ourselves, reinvigorate the gym, get the coaches on board. Uh, but a lot of that comes from, you know, listening to our coaches, listening to some members, seeing what they would like to see in the gym, how we can add that in, and then how can we take what we're doing to make the gym better and leverage it to start drawing new people in. Um, at this point, a lot of our uh, leads are organic 
a lot, we still have a tremendous amount of people who are coming in just because of word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It seems to have always been the best way to get people in the gym for us. Uh, but we're, we're starting to brainstorm. Um, it, it can be tough to find new ways to get people in the gym whenever you've uh, been like us. We've been very organic for a long time, so we haven't had to try that hard to get people in the gym. Mm-hmm. Now that we really want to start building, we've got to start getting a little bit more creative. So we're just kind of looking at, at what we've done, what can we change, what can we add in. And uh, obviously, I'm not giving a lot of specifics just because it's, it's a little bit uncharted territory for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, when we're looking at growth, we need a consistent, reliable system in place to generate high quality leads at the drop of a hat, essentially. Right. And that's where most businesses struggle is getting people in the door consistently, quality people in the doors consistently. Right. right? And so I've got good news for you. Facebook is still the best converting platform. So certainly that is, (laughs) that is good news. Um, But it comes down to getting that consistent, reliable system in place because organic is great. Word of mouth is great. It's just not consistent or reliable, right? It's like on a monthly basis, one month we could get two people in the doors organically or through word of mouth. The next month we might get none. The following month we might get 10. You know, it's like you never really know. It's not really trackable. It's not reliable. And therefore it makes it really hard to grow from there, right? If we can't track it, we can't grow it. So getting that consistent, reliable system in place is where a lot of gym owners struggle, right? So my question for you is, have you ever done, have you ever run ad campaigns through Facebook, paid ad campaigns through Facebook? We have, um, a number of years ago we did. Mm -hmm. Um, we haven't for a long time just because, uh, you, you are right. Facebook gets a lot of people in. Um, the The girl who is over our social media mm-hmm. is very good at putting out content and stuff that gets people to look and stop and read. And um, we get a lot of our leads from that. So we really haven't had to spend money for a long time because that works very well. She's just got a gift. Um, if, if we were to start using paid campaigns, would we get maybe some more people potentially, but I mean, she does such a good job at, at the whole, um, Facebook, Instagram information blasts and putting out stuff that people do want to stop and read and, and click on and putting out enough stuff about when we offer free classes and when we offer different things to get people in, we get a lot of our leads from that. Uh, I don't know that we're doing it wrong by not doing anything paid, but it's been very successful since we've brought her on board. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, right? The only thing is, are you satisfied right now with the amount of people that are coming in the doors on a daily basis? Could you be helping more people? Right, right. I think that one thing that we we're kind of in development in is our our website is starting to get a little bit dated. Um, 
we're wanting to go ahead and revamp it or we're wanting to use it as a good click funnel to start getting people in. Um, we've got features on the website to where someone can put in their basic information and, and we'll reach out to them immediately. Unfortunately, uh, it's just time to kind of update that site, make it a little bit easier to use um, and make it to where whenever people get to the website, they're wanting to click on that. They want to put their information in so that we can do that. You know, and we've used some, some uh, different companies in the past that helped to funnel those leads in. Um, some of them worked well. Some of them just cost us money and, and didn't really bring anybody in. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're trying to find what is going to work the best for us, especially since a lot of people are going to go to our website to get information, we want to make it easier to use even than what it is now. We want to make it look a little bit better. We want to get a little bit more modern with what we're doing. And mm -hmm. everybody's getting away from the old warehouse gym, nitty gritty. Everybody's getting a little more formal. And, and uh, so we're just trying to make that transition and make it to where we're getting those consistent leads. But yeah, we, we are going to try whatever we can to figure out what works for us mm -hmm. and uh, obviously there's a ton of options out there yeah yeah for sure and you know it's always important to have multiple poles in the water right not rely on one specific option just to get people in the doors because um, a lot of times one of those poles in the water slows down right it's like like I said before, we can't consistently rely on word of mouth to bring people in the door. It's very limited, right? People only know so many people. You'd be surprised by how many people in your area are probably within a five mile radius of your gym that have no idea that you even exist. Oh, right? I'm not surprised at all by that. Yeah. We and have, I mean, we're, we're on the highway and we have a huge sign coming and going. You can see the sign mm -hmm. and people drive by us every day going to work. They still don't know that we exist because mm -hmm. it's blindly driving to work or driving home. And we've had people that have joined recently that said, yeah, I never even knew you were here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm right. not surprised at all by that. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. Right. And it's not a great business model to be the best kept secret in town. Right. That's that doesn't work very well. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, having multiple poles in the water for advertising, drawing people in regularly. I mean, how many new faces are you typically seeing, um, you know, that are coming in, converting into paying members on a monthly basis? Um, I'd say over the course of the last few months, um, probably about maybe about 75% of new faces that come in convert mm -hmm. uh, right away. Um, we're starting to work on uh, as people come in and, and they try our free classes that we offer, um, getting more consistent on reaching out to them uh, within a week after they've come in. I mean, we've got a tremendous amount of waivers sitting there with everybody's information ready to go. So we're starting to get to where we divvy up those waivers, however many we get for the week, and just reach out to people and say, hey, we're glad you came in. 
give us feedback. How do you like it? Mm-hmm. And, and answer questions, let them know about getting started. So we're starting to use that as something that we really have kind of neglected for a little while. So we're getting back into that. And, you know, I, I feel like we're fortunate that about 75% of the people that come in ended up joining. Mm-hmm. But the downfall of that, I, I suppose, is we're not getting as many people as we want to come in the doors. So mm-hmm. the more people we can get in the doors, the more we can work on getting the, them to convert. So we want to just work on getting those numbers up a little bit more so that we get those conversions. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. You know, if there's not a problem with actually getting them uh, signed up, converted into memberships, then it's just getting more people in front of you, right? Sharing what you do with more people. Uh, Now, you said you have around 140 members on reoccurring memberships currently, right? Right. And how long have you been at that number for? Um, we have stayed there or higher for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at least that high, um, even through COVID. Mm-hmm. We kept a lot of our members through that, kept their memberships running, uh, even while we were shut down. Uh, so I, I would say that we've been at that number for probably um, three years at or above. We've, we've been well above that number. Um, I think that a lot of the reason that we're down right now is financially, it's just a little bit harder. The, the people that we've lost over the last year, give or take, uh, have pretty much all stopped because of financial issues. Um, or that's what they're they're telling us. So I know that um, you know the economy does affect some of the stuff that we do. Um, for some people, it, it doesn't affect them as much. Some people it affects them more. Uh, but we've been there pretty steadily for quite some time. Okay. So I mean, what steps are you taking to overcome that? You know, uh, people potentially being in tougher financial situations. What are you doing to get those numbers back up to where they were prior to COVID? Well, right now, since we're, like I said, we're kind of in this transition phase to where we're trying to kind of reinvigorate ourselves in the gym. We're looking at what we can do to add value to the gym mm-hmm. um, with without necessarily having to up the cost to the member, what can we do to add value? What we can, what, what can make the gym a little bit better? What can we do to keep these people hanging around? Uh, and for the ones that, you know, maybe are getting to where, you know, financially it's just a little more challenging. They want to get the most bang for their buck, right? So if they were on the fence, mostly because times are getting tight. We want to see, can we add something that makes them go, okay, I'm, it's more worth it now than, than ever. Um, I can't say that we have that all figured out. Um, Mm -hmm. We're starting to try and figure out what can we add and what can we do? I've been, 
reading really extensively in affiliate owners groups on Facebook. And uh, I've networked with a tremendous amount of people at CrossFit Games this year and just have been starting to get info on what do you have at the gym that's unique. I've seen that a lot of gyms are doing something simple like a towel service. They're, they've got towels for people to use in the workout, toss them in the dirty bin, they get washed, folded, put back together. So um, I'm looking into doing something like that. Um, in Texas, where we're at, it's hot most of the year. And so we're sweating a lot more than most other places, even through the winter. Uh, we've got the big ass fans going full blast 90% of the year and we're sweating. So I, I would like to do something like that, add in a towel service, something super simple. Um, it's cost effective, but it makes a tremendous difference just to know that there's something nice like that. Um, we're looking at what we can do to add value as far as what, um, what we offer with uh, memberships um, as far as beyond just, okay, I signed up, I'm coming to class. Mm -hmm. What else can we offer them uh, besides just that membership? Can we add in um, a, a personal training session every month? Can we add in right. uh, some specialty courses that we do on the weekends? Can we add in these things on a regular basis and make it work to where I'm getting my regular training, getting a lot out of it, but hey, we're going to have a muscle up clinic this Saturday. A lot of you have been working on it. Let's spend some time working on it. Or hey, we're going to work on overhead squats coming up. We're going to have a couple of classes this month where you can come in. We're going to work just on overhead squats. We're going to work on fixing that overhead position or whatever it may be. So we're just, we're brainstorming really. What can we put in? What can we sprinkle in to start making them feel like we're really giving them the best that we can give them beyond just what we offer in class? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there are multiple ways to go about that, right? It's like, like layers to a cake, essentially, you know, you don't want to just have one level of service. The other side of that though, is from a business standpoint, you definitely don't want to give your time away for free. Right. right. So it's like, yes, there definitely are some people who are struggling right now. Right. But then there are also people who aren't right. It's like people are still buying houses. People are still buying cars. You know, people are still spending money. So if we can provide different levels of service for those that are looking for it and that have the money to pay for it, a lot of times those few people that are paying a higher ticket for a higher level of service make up for the gap of the people that maybe can't afford the service, right? The other piece of that is that people have different spending wallets, right? It's like when they start working out, they have a budget for that. Typically, once they start working out, it's like, okay, well, how can I tighten up my nutrition, right? So it's like, if you can offer a level of service there that covers that piece, a lot of times then it gets into, okay, now I need a protein powder, right? And it's like, they're asking you for 
what protein should I take? You know, maybe some BCAAs, you know, what, what should I be taking, right? If we can keep that under the same roof, then that's another stream of revenue for the business as well, right? That helps to make up some of these right. gaps within the business. So adding different levels of service for those who are looking for those options, right? They're going to spend that money somewhere. If we can keep it under the same roof, that can make a huge difference within the business, providing different streams of revenue to up that overall monthly revenue, right? And help get to that next level. Um, so multiple ways to grow a business, right? We can get more clients. We can get our clients that we have to pay more by providing them different levels of service and higher value for those that want it. And then we can keep our clients longer, right? It's much cheaper to keep a client than it is to acquire a new one. So if we can focus on each of those areas and really optimize things, then that's really how we get to that next level. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to say, after going to the games this year, the affiliate partner network has really grown extensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that there's a lot of companies on there that we can partner with to do just that, to keep, um, keep them spending their money in-house on right. whether it's clothing or supplements or shoes or drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been able now to increase our average client value through the retail stuff very easily. Right. Especially, I mean, we, we never had that big of a problem with it, but now that there's so many on the APN that give us better rates than just regular wholesale, mm-hmm. um, it makes a big difference. Right. Uh, certainly in us being able to, charge what we want to charge, but keep our bottom line down because we're not having to pay as much for the product to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the passive money that comes from companies that we can partner with that our members can go to their, click on a link, go to their website, buy their shirts, tees, sports bras, whatever. Mm-hmm with our logo already on there and get shipped right to their house. I mean, that makes a big difference. We do a lot of our own, uh, shirts. That's mm-hmm. one of our big sellers. I could, I could sell a blank t-shirt at the gym and people will buy it because they just love shirts. They love the shirts that we do. So if I put just the, just our logo and that was it, they would still buy it. So mm-hmm. we want to sell other stuff too. If they're if they're gonna spend their money uh, on a noble shirt or on tear shirt or anything like that, we want to make it to where they're getting it with our brand on there. They're gonna mm-hmm. spend their money on it anyway. We might as well exactly back from that. So mm-hmm. um, having having groups through the APN, having these companies that are offering so much more to affiliates now, mm-hmm. we're definitely leveraging that as much as we can because. Right now, everybody that is everybody is that's what they're wearing. They're wearing these these brands that are, you know, mm-hmm. big names are wearing. So I've got to wear it too. Right. Just so happens that they're very comfortable as well. So they're going to spend the money on it. We want yes. them to spend it uh, in house. If they're going to buy the shoes, we want them to be able to buy it through us and get a little bit better deal. Mm-hmm. And so it's a win win. We're getting a kickback our athletes are getting a little bit better deal. Right. 
and we keep that revenue stream coming in steadily. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. And you mentioned something there about drop shipping. You know, that's something that often gets overlooked, you know, so it's it's so much better because the margins are so much better. You know, it's like if you don't have to purchase stock ahead of time, you don't have to hold things on your shelves that maybe will sell, maybe won't sell. You know, you're not wasting any money there and the margins are better if the product is being drop shipped. That's huge. So that's a good move. And I mean, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of gyms out there that especially, uh, you know, maybe if they're newer gyms and maybe they don't have the revenue stream coming in to be able to spend several hundred dollars on an order of shirts for, you know, for people to, to buy, um, you know, they're either having to do pre-sale only and kind of limit themselves or they're just not able to, to buy very much or anything at all. So having that option is nice um, for gyms that are sort of in that situation, but it's also nice for us too, in the same way, like we're going to still continue to, produce our in-house shirts that we want to have our unique stuff but when people want that other stuff from these big name companies we want them to just have that option to go through us we don't have to stock it we don't have to worry about are we going to sell it because they can just click add to cart ship it to their house and they're done so definitely I'm, I'm fully on with that not having to stock it and maybe hold on to it for six months or a year because we bought too many of a size right. that's not selling. Right, exactly. So now, before we start to wrap up here, what is the big picture goal for you within the business? You know, you've made the transition now to fully owning the gym. You know, a partnership situation is has been worked out now. So, I mean, where are you looking to take this thing? What's your big picture goal? Well, we... Uh, we currently, uh, our space that we use, we rent our space, Mm -hmm. a really good space, but you know, the next level in really turning it from a job into a business is owning our space. So, Mm -hmm. um, we're working steadily to, um, get ourselves in a position to where when something becomes available, we can purchase land and, and build. Um, where we're at, it's, it's really unlikely that we would be able to just buy something pre-existing. So we're getting ourselves set up for that. Um, due to the nature of where we live, land is a premium. And, uh, you know, you drive 10 miles away in either direction, land is not as much of a premium. But where mm-hmm. we live, premium. So if we don't jump on this now, uh, we're going to end up spending more money in the future. So we're, we, we want to get to where we own our space. We would also love to be able to have enough property that we can add in other uh, buildings or spaces that we can continue to make money that's not CrossFit. So mm-hmm. if we get enough space that we can bring in uh, retail or warehouse storage or whatever, we, we want to start using CrossFit Lumberton in a way that we can start building more of our businesses outside of that. Things that require little time, 
but are revenue makers. Right. So more passive that's, income. That's really, as far as what we'd like to get to is that. But as far as what is what are we going to do with CrossFit Lumberton? We want to continue to grow. We we want to continue to be the best gym in the area to offer mm -hmm. a superior product, to be able to train people and offer more than just group fitness classes. I would love to get to a point, like I said, to where we have some full timers that we can offer a lot more private training. We can offer more specialty programs. Um, you know, you, you look at it now, there's a tremendous amount of gyms that are starting to offer these um, aerobic capacity classes. Um, a friend of mine that actually used to be a member with us that had uh, moved because her husband is in the military uh where she lives now she's coaching for the gym that she's at they just started offering this class i know that they're going to have a lot of people come in and take advantage of that people want to work on their motors they want to work on building their capacity to be able to stay breathing and moving that cardio aspect so i see things like that starting to pop up we want to be able to offer that type of stuff mm -hmm. Uh, I would I would love to get us to a point eventually to where we can offer group training, private training, specialty classes, and even have space to have some someone in house or that is renting space from us that offers uh, chiropractic care, uh, physical therapy, uh, stretching, and, and correction stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about companies like Arosti. Uh, the closest Arosti to us is almost an hour away. So I'd love to be able to get to a point to where we, we could bring them or, or someone that does the same type of treatment in so that we can offer that not just to our community, but we can take advantage of having it in-house mm -hmm. and being able to say, hey, look, seems like you've been having some issues with your shoulders hey you know make an appointment next door let's go ahead and get you taken care of that's what we want we want to offer as much as we can in the whole realm of health and fitness because mm -hmm. the fitness side is already there but we want to continue to offer more and health is ultimately what we're looking for you know mm -hmm. at, at this point knowing that the bulk of our membership are people that are in their uh, 30s and 40s. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they want to keep up with their kids. They want to be able to enjoy life. But we're starting to get get to a point. I'm I'm 36 now. I'm starting to get to a point to where I'm just thinking, fitness is good. I've got a good level of fitness, but what can I do to just keep my health going? So I mean, I regularly take advantage of of things besides just doing the workout and a little bit of stretching, you know, I'm a firm believer in chiropractic care, stretching, um, getting massage therapy, all that stuff. So if I'm already using it, I know a bunch of my members are using it. Why wouldn't I want to go ahead and add that into where we can offer that to them, right? right. Them, rather than having to, um, you know, drive to the next town over to get that service or to drive an hour away to get that service that they, that they need to help with that shoulder that's feeling a little sticky or that knee that needs to be worked on a little bit. 
or that back that just is given problems. Let's go ahead and work on that stuff. Hey, mm -hmm. I'll offer that. Right. Yeah. It goes back to keeping those um, different services under the same roof. Right. It's like people are going to want those services, need those services. So why don't we keep them under the same roof? Makes sense. Right. Overall. So that's huge. Now, um, before we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, on Facebook, CrossFit Lumberton, same thing on Instagram, CrossFit Lumberton. You can find me personally, um, Sean Hardy on Facebook, on Instagram. I am at yellow Corvette 75. Um, so if you want to keep up with what I do in the gym and outside of the gym, if you want to watch me restore my 1975 Corvette or work on building my parents' house or <laughs> all those types of things, you can follow Got me. a lot on. going on. <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm a do-it-yourselfer, so um, it, it pains me to pay somebody to do something that I can do myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, that shows in the gym, so... Like yesterday, worked on just making a simple Instagram reel. We have needed to clean our big-ass fans for a while, so just made a clip of me getting in there, cleaning all the nasty dust off of there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's something simple, but it gets people to want to look and see. And, you know, it's, it's a way for them to see that, okay, we're making an effort to make the gym a little bit better. Even if we're cleaning something that's 10 foot up in the air that that's spinner most of the time, you can't tell it's dirty. So whenever right. it's, when it's off, it's usually because we're gone. But, uh, you know, our members, we're glad to just see them up there doing that. So mm -hmm. uh, you can find me working on all of that stuff. You need to, if you have questions on how to fix your floor scrubber in the gym. <laughs> you I'm got it. <laughs> I know how to work on that. Uh, and if you have questions on barbell maintenance, tearing a barbell apart, what to do, I, I do all of that. So you'll, you'll see that stuff um, as I put it on mine. But uh, I'd love to connect with a lot of other gym owners. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I'd like to throw in there that I do want to get involved with, uh, CrossFit is now offering some programs to where you can get connected with other affiliate owners and uh, join on, uh, you, you pick a, a day and a time to get on with teams that you can actually talk with other gym owners about what issues you're dealing with and, and what you're doing to combat it or what can I do to combat it? What can I do? And it goes beyond just, um, inside the gym because mm -hmm. outside the gym there's a lot more uh, right. uh, affiliate owners can can tell you certainly there is a lot more to being an affiliate owner than just having a gym and the struggles that i deal with outside of the gym are going to be very relatable to mm -hmm. my peers those who are already doing the same thing so even though we may come from a little bit different backgrounds we're still dealing with the same issues the same struggles in life, all of that stuff mm -hmm. outside of the gym is, is very similar. So, um, I, I really, 
enjoyed that uh, the games this year, they, they offered some opportunities for us to sit in and, and kind of see these programs. And I, I'd love affiliate owners to start getting involved on that. I myself want to get involved in that. You know, we can build each other up very easily, but I'd love for anybody to contact me if they have questions or suggestions on how I can make my business better. I mean, some of you are out there killing it and you've been doing all this stuff non-organically and you know the ins and outs that I don't know. And, uh, you know, maybe you think that I have something that I can help you with, reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. So Sean from CrossFit Lumberton in Lumberton, Texas, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you, Bree. Have a great day. Absolutely. You as well. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jerry from Any Level Fitness out of Thornville, Ohio. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing great. Nice. Um, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here finally. It's been a journey to get us here together, but finally we're here. We're going to have a great conversation today. Before we really dive in, Jerry, to the business side of what you have going on at your facility, give me a little bit of insight as to what it was that ultimately led to you opening up this fitness business? All right. So <laughs> I guess I always thought about owning my own gym. I don't know why it was a goal of mine, but I was like, man, it'd be kind of cool to own my own gym. So it's like, well, what if I was a personal trainer to give me some credibility into owning a gym? So I went to school at Heritage College for a year for personal training, got into it, became a trainer, Obviously, the whole owning a gym thing, like a mainstream gym, just kind of was out of the question for a little bit. Um, started my own business, which is Any Level Fitness, back in 2014, where I was actually just driving to people's houses. And then pandemic hit, I started doing Zoom, which I already wasn't before. Then and that kind of took off, and then I just put a 16 by 36 foot shed in my backyard, and now I'm expanding. So it's kind of crazy how everything's turned out the way it is. <laughs> a little bit of a journey. Geez, you went house to house for a little while. That's intense. That's dedication. I hate driving, so props to you for doing it. <laughs> um, going to your client so you know that's how you got things started and now you have you know some space where you train clients give us your elevator pitch of any level fitness as the business currently stands so um obviously it took a minute to come up with the name but my idea was uh obviously train anybody that needed my help and then as the years passed on I 
got a certification in orthopedic exercise. So anybody at, like before surgery or post surgery, um, I like to train. And senior fitness, I have a lot of clients actually in their 70s that I train right now. And then all the way to youth, I do youth classes also. So kind of a wide variety, but more specific with orthopedic and seniors. Okay, so kind of a little bit of everything going on, but you know, your specialty being orthopedic and the senior population. Um, right now, how many try? How many clients would you say that you're training? The moment, um, I mean, I'm putting in forty-three training sessions a week, so at least twenty at a time, like one-on-one, -on -one, and then I do group training classes also. So, I mean. I probably have at least 30 clients that I deal with sometimes more okay. when, I train, when I train the youth. So, Yeah. So, so a lot, you know, uh, 30 clients with just one person, that seems like quite a bit. Is that a spot where you feel comfortable, Jerry, or are you in a position where you're looking to grow your clientele and take on more clients? Um, this is why I'm building a new gym, um, bigger space. Cause I want to add in another trainer to, work with me or beside me so I don't have to put in these 13 14 hour days so yeah kind of rough after a while so so looking to bring somebody on board to help you with some of the clients and then with that you know hopefully ideally continue to grow the clientele um walk me through you know where are you finding your clients right now how are they coming to you what does that process look like so a lot of it's actually word of mouth because um, I mean, I've trained a lot of people that worked at Denison University. So like the president, vice president um, at Denison University, and then just a lot of word of mouth. I do a lot of advertising, mostly on Facebook ads, but um, I'm trying to reach the people that don't get on Facebook. You know what I mean? So Yeah. And obviously, whenever I put my building up, I put yard signs in my yard and then along the street. That's got me a lot of clients that way also. So um, you mentioned something there and I just want to take a step back because I think there are so many people in this industry that are running a gym or running a personal training business who do not have a social media presence. So I want to say props to you for having that social media presence and utilizing that because in our, in our world, it's not even just in this industry, it's so digital. I mean, Jerry, you and I are here meeting virtually thousands of miles away from each other. So if we can utilize platforms like Facebook or Instagram to find people in the digital world, great for our business. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that, you know, Facebook ad. Um, has that been something that, you know, produces clients with ebbs and flows or is it a steady kind of flow of clients when you're running the ads? Um, it's kind of as... I guess I, I would say, I wouldn't say up and down. It's kind of steady. If I if I put something out there, like if I boost a post or something like that, it'll reach out to people that you know I'm not friends with on Facebook, and then they'll know who I am. And then nine times out of ten, I'll at least have one person reach out to me and right. either ask a question or actually come here to the studio and do an assessment with me. Okay. So like you wouldn't say that every time you're like boosting a post, like you don't get a guaranteed client from that, but people are seeing it and asking questions, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, that awareness definitely helps. We want to get out there and build more, you know, awareness of our business, get more people talking about us. Um, so with Boosted Posts, you can do that. Now, on Facebook, there's also a feature to, like, run a targeted ad. So, like, an ad campaign versus boosting. Have you ever ran an ad campaign or do you just boost posts kind of here and there? Yeah, I mean, I've um, ran an ad before. And I've actually gotten, there's a client that I have right now and I've been working with for about seven, eight months now. Awesome. So and that was off the ad on, on Facebook. Yeah. I really like Facebook ads. I don't know why, but people are looking on Facebook and <laughs> they yeah. usually have some sort of health and fitness goal. So if we can reach them and pull them into our studio, Hey, why not? Um, exactly. So, um, yeah, I love the targeted Facebook ad. You can really target it to exactly whom you might want. What's your specific plan? Are you looking for females? Are you looking for males? Are you looking for general population in 50 to 80? Like you can target that with the yeah. ad. And I really, really like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's kind of dive in here a little bit to, um, you know, the challenges. And I think it's, great for us to talk about the good stuff and we'll definitely get a chance here to talk about the really good stuff but I also want to talk about what are your bottlenecks what are your challenges right now because I think that you know we have 20,000 listeners there's probably somebody in the same exact position as you so by talking about it we can really kind of get those ideas flowing for other people in your shoes yeah right um so I think the challenging part is like like for instance like if you're just all right I have 13 clients. Like I think today I have 10. And then, so where do you find time to actually do any type of marketing? Or what if one of those clients do quit or maybe two of them? But I guess the hard part is, is just knowing when the next client's going to be there. Not that I'm always looking, but it's, you know, when you get those weeks, sometimes when you got three or four of your clients going vacation, um, yeah, I can do virtual like we're doing now, but most mm. of the time when they go on vacation, they don't want to work out. You know what I mean? So how does that work? Like, are they paying per session then, or do they pay you for a pack of sessions? They pay me for a pack of sessions, but like they pay me for either four, eight or 12. Okay. And then they'll pay me for the month. They'll pay me for all those sessions. And then um, obviously when they get, done using them then we start a new package of uh of sessions okay so like when people go on vacation obviously that kind of plays into things because like you would be expecting their four weeks or their four sessions to be done but yeah. and they'd be buying another one but when people go on vacation that kind of extends the when you're gonna get paid factor yeah. um have you have you ever considered doing like a, a monthly, like, Hey, this is your monthly price you pay per month. And in that month we'll do, you know, eight sessions. If you use them great, if you don't, you lose them. But that, that way for your business, you have that kind of guaranteed income every month. Like, you know, how much you're going to be making. So one thing that I have done with that, um, cause I actually ran into that problem with this one lady that I was training. She'd always, always cancel on me. It was one of my first clients that I had doing virtual training, which is before the pandemic ever happened. I've always been trying to get people to do virtual training with me. And then we finally started. 
And then she just kept canceling, kept canceling. Then it would be like two months before I get paid for it. So I put her on PayPal recurring payments. So Ooh. every month I get paid from her. And then if she misses it, we either got to make it up or she just loses it. So that was kind of the agreement we came up with. Yeah, I mean, things like that are, you know, Jerry, it's hard because it's relationship build, building business and we have these relationships with our clients and we don't want to put them in a hardship. But at the end of the day, it is, it is business. Yeah. Um, and we have to kind of sometimes take a step back and be a little bit selfish and think about, okay, well, you know, I have a family that I have to support here. So what's going to be the thing that makes the most sense so that I have that guaranteed revenue month after month? Yeah. So that could be something that's kind of interesting to play with um, as you grow, as you bring your coach on. And especially if you are bringing on a coach, like that costs money. So um, figuring all of that out and, and kind of honing in on things. Have you ever thought of doing it any other way? Like, what are your thoughts there? Um. There's another way that I actually do it now, and I just need to do it, which I'm starting to do with all my new clients that I get, um, is that they pay me at, every, at the beginning of each month for, let's say we have three times a week. Well, how many sessions can we do in that three times, I mean, in that month, and that's what they pay me for. So at this beginning of each month. And then that way, if they go take a vacation, then they'll know, like, all right, I can only work out the first two weeks. At least I'll still get paid something from that client. I, I like that. I like that better because a couple of reasons. One, you're getting paid and that's what I care about, right? I want to make sure yeah. that you get paid because heck, this business is stressful and you deserve to be paid as a business owner. Second reason, when we have our clients paying monthly, there's a little bit more accountability that comes with it, right? If they're only paying for a pack of classes and they purchase eight classes from you, there's yeah. a possibility that they use those eight and then they ghost you on the seventh class just because they don't want to have to worry about that interaction where they have to let you know, Hey, I'm going to cancel or Hey, like, I don't want to come in this month. So when we're billing our clients monthly, there's kind of a little bit of that, that accountability factor. Like they feel like they have to because they're paying for it. Um, and, and I really, I really vouch for that, which is why at our facility, like, I love the unlimited membership because our members are paying and if they're paying for it, they're going to use it like nine times out of 10. If they're not, well, I'm going to make sure I get in contact with them and make sure that they're coming in. Um, yeah. That's really all you can do. So that would definitely, you know, help things. Any other bottlenecks that you feel like you're facing right now, Jerry? I think when I first like started throughout the year, so I've been doing this for a long time, um, especially during the first assessment, like, I wasn't making it clear if they canceled on me, like I got to charge you for that. That's my time pretty much being wasted. And there's a couple of times where, you know, client would cancel on me and tell them like, Hey, I got to charge you. And then they would get really mad at me. So it's kind of, kind of like at first when you first started, it's like that fear of losing a client because you got to charge them for a session. But at the end of the day, there was a client that I just started working with, um, um, a couple months ago, he canceled on me like three times. He goes, man, sorry, man. He goes, obviously I got to pay you for that because it's, that's on me. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Cause that was in my agreement that they read that if you cancel on me, you're getting charged for that session. Yeah. 
that's that's vital. That's important. I mean, your time is valuable. Time is the only thing in our life that we can never buy back. So good for you for implementing something so that people feel like they can't just no show or cancel on you. Um, mm -hmm. I like, I, I am a big fan of agreements because I think when we have like written word in place, it makes it, again, it helps with that accountability factor. And with fitness, not everybody is motivated like you and I just like wake up in the morning and go to the gym. So if we can have an agreement in place, again, it's going to help with that accountability factor and keeping our clients motivated. A lot of people, you know, they'll go to a normal gym. Um, they'll work out for like 21 days in a row, walking on the treadmill or the stair step or whatever it might be. And then yeah. they lose accountability because there's no nothing holding them to it. Um, so if we put agreements in place. We really devote our time to building like a custom program for this client, like we're holding them accountable to reaching their goals. We're going to help them get there. Definitely a really, a really good kind of feeling. Um, so my next question to you, you know, here, Jerry would be, what would you consider? Like if I were to hand you a magic wand and all your dreams and goals for your business had come true, you reached them all. Talk to me a little bit about what that picture would look like for you. Um, honestly, I think I'm kind of doing it now. I mean, that's why I'm building this building, making my um, space a little bigger, maybe, maybe a bigger gym, a bigger studio. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go mainstream and do like gym with membership with members. I think that's a little too much. I like the personal training side of it, group training. Um, I guess just, and then having more trainers to work with me so I don't have to work you know, 15 hours a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's very important. Um, because like you, you have a family, right, Jerry? It's not just you, you said you have a family at home, right? Yes. I've, uh, married for 14 years and I've had, I have four children. Yeah. So you're a dad, you're a husband. So like, you can't be caught up in the business 24 hours a day. I mean, there becomes a certain point where we start to experience like business owners burnout. And so like, before that happens, like we got to get you some help so that, you know, you can spend more time working on the business, not necessarily in the business yeah um so it sounds like you know your magic wand is like what you're doing now but like with maybe a little bit bigger space more help um with more help that means we can help more people walk yep. me through like what you're doing to kind of find somebody to work for you because i think hiring is another unique challenge that a lot of business owners are facing right now yeah um john's with you uh i haven't reached that part yet where i gotta try to find somebody like I was waiting for this building to be built to do it. But my idea is to run an ad on Facebook because everybody in the world is on Facebook. So if I run an ad, try to look for help and then I just go from there and see where that leads me first. Yeah. So, you know, running some sort of ad to find somebody online. You also always have the option of, you know, utilizing Indeed, LinkedIn, places like that to kind of find somebody. How big of an area is Thornville? Like, I'm not familiar with Ohio. I've honestly never even been there before. Sykes, it's not that big at all. It's actually a small little town. But it's, it's outside of this place called Heath, Ohio, in Newark, Ohio. We're kind of like in the middle. 
to where I'm at, there's like no gyms around for 20 miles, like in a circle in a radius. So I'm like in the perfect spot. I'm the only gym around. So there's like for this small little town, there's there's still a lot of people in it that need the help. You know what I mean? So I'm like the only, I feel like I'm the only, one of the only trainers in this area. So that's in my favor. So, yeah, I mean, you're one of the only trainers in your area. You just built out this new space. So find some people to like work for you. And then you have this, you're the only space for personal training. So you, the opportunity for growth there is endless. And I don't know about you, but I'm in this business to help people. So the more people that I can help, the better. Um, really, really exciting thing is coming your way, Jerry. What, what do you feel like it's uberly important for you to focus on right now um, to make all of these thoughts a reality for you down the road? It's got to make a better plan with what the next six months is going to do for me. I guess throughout this whole experience of working for myself is doing some type of business planning or thinking about the future and not just going with the flow like I started doing when I first started this company. Um, just plan it out, at least have some ideas. I, mean, I do that with my clients, like when I write my sessions out, because each week is different. So I plan that week out as we move forward in like the months and stuff like that. I think I just have to do that better with the gym side of it, like the yeah. business part of it. So putting systems in place for the business side of things, I think is for a lot of us a really hard part because we get into this industry because we like fitness typically, or we like to work out, or maybe we have this passion for training people or coaching people and then we find out ah shoot like there's a whole business side of this I need to have systems I need to have procedures I don't know how to do any of that yeah. so um yeah it's hard there's definitely resources out there to help you with a lot of that um but it can be hard to find you know the perfect thing um and I can empathize with you there I understand um Jerry I appreciate your insight today um what is the Facebook page, the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to find out more about what you have to offer for services at your facility? Uh, my website's um, anylevelfitnesstraining.com. And then everything on Instagram and Facebook is anylevelfitness. Easy enough. Pretty simple. <laughs> thank you, Jerry, again, for being here today. Listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Nick Quinton with Chakota Fit Club. Nick, what is going on, man? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today, brother? Man, happy Wednesday to you. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, man, things are going good. Uh, yeah, it's a busy day. I got a little bit of a break. Yeah, busy is a good thing in this industry. We know that. Um, yes. And <laughs> we're excited to have you on, Nick. But before we get started here and dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Chakota Fit Club, you know, first, we want to give you the floor here and give you an opportunity to go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective on how you would describe in your own words, what Chakota Fit Club is and what you guys do. All right, man. So I'll try and keep it short, but elaborate so people understand what we truly do here. Um, so a big misconception we had early on was that we was a personal training studio only because um, we do offer personal training, group classes, stuff of that nature. But we're also an open gym, 24-hour access. So with that being said, oh, I'd probably say a year or so ago, we had changed our name on Facebook from Chicago Fit Club to Chicago Fit Club 24-hour gym. That way more people knew, hey, Supporting. they're they're a gym, you know. I, I don't have to just go and do personal training. Um, with that, we also have an addition to our gym that we had started this year, and it's the martial arts and tumbling side of it. It's Chicago Combat. Um, nice. and that, that's, I'm in the combat room right now, combat with a K. Um, so, yeah, um, that's what we do, personal train. Um, if people want to come and work out on their own, they can come work out on their own. We're here for you, though, if you need it. I love that. I love that. Nick, that is awesome. And I appreciate the explanation here. It makes it way simpler for the viewers. And I think they understand now who they're dealing with, who they're looking at, and what kind of gym you are. So I appreciate that. And so, you know, kind of diving right into it, right? Well, let's just start with the nitty gritty. Um, I mean, Nick, simply, how many, how many members are you serving currently? So between traditional gym members who are just here for the 24-hour access, um, personal training clients, the boxing, tumbling, jujitsu, um, fitness classes, all together we have almost 200 members. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so for you guys, I know it's different for everybody, so just kind of curious. I mean, what's been the best method to get new people through the door, right? I mean, you're at 200. I mean, what's worked well for you guys? So a couple different things. Um, we mix it up, and I'll, I'll explain a different – ways and logic behind the ways we use so facebook great tool um we don't just do facebook ads per se though we tried okay. ads they didn't really work in our area um it's a good tool for some people it's really not a good tool around here um when it comes to facebook what works in our area i found has been facebook groups um private groups sales groups um I made a Chicago local business group and all the other businesses in town, they post specials, what they're doing, what they're doing for the community. Um, so groups like that, they really help people see 
what's going on. Um, gotcha. Yeah. The website. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, Nick, all you, man. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought you were done there. Um, go ahead. Our website. So it helps a lot. I don't know if that's how y'all found us or not. Uh, Definitely. Most okay. likely. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps a lot. Um, you know, a lot of small gyms, they don't have a website and Very we're true. always working to make it better. And what really helps us on the website, we get a lot of out of town people in for uh, week passes, day passes. Um, they might do a month because they might be traveling and working around here. But um, it, it really helps because this kind of area, there's people who come down for the lake or they come down to visit their friends or whatever. We advertise on there. We, we do week passes and seasonal passes and stuff like that. It really helps draw people in that way. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. go ahead. No, you Nick. Sorry, man. You got more. You got more. Go ahead, man. No, you're good. You're good. Um, and then, you know, word of mouth helps some. Um, people know us. Um, people see us on Facebook with other people doing things in the community. That helps a lot. Not a direct forward, hey, this is what we're doing, but just seeing what we're doing, you know, seeing the activities that we're doing, seeing people from the gym check in and you know we have a marathon runner she's about to do a oh a 100 mile run and you know she's always hashtagging Chicago fit club tagging in Chicago fit club stuff like that helps so you know we have a really good really really good group of people who um man they're members you know they're not customers they're members or friends or family that that helps out so that helps dramatically I love that I love that I love that. I mean, honestly, let me just start with this. Um, I mean, Nick, the versatility is insane, right? A very unique answer than what I typically get on here. So I want to thank you for that, man. I mean, that's, I love that you, you, you're, you're not just dependent on what works well. Cause a lot of people think that word of mouth is predominantly the best source just because it works well. It's efficient, right? Cause you guys are obviously good at what you do. Everybody who comes on here is good at what they do. It's a hundred percent. Right. And referrals are thanks to your fulfillment. But if you can add other avenues like social media, like Facebook groups, right? Going out of the ordinary and just mixing with people authentically, right? I yeah. think that's the biggest thing, right? And even like you said, the sales groups, because realistically, you're a gym owner, yes, but you're also a business owner. So you have to have those skill sets of marketing, sales, you know, retention, essentially, whatever you want to say, in order to improve and grow. So, Nick, I love the answer. I love the response. But now I'm really curious about this, man. I mean, you're at 200. That's a great number. But yeah. I mean, realistically here, let, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things are unlimited here. And let's say you get insane amounts in like a month. I mean, how much higher can you go than 200? What's capacity look like? Well, you know, with the 24-hour thing, um, it helps with capacity. It helps a lot. We, we have, so what I've done on a lot of group classes is I've scheduled them when it's slow. So I have a noon class. No one's in here hardly at noon because they're at work, but we have people who, because of their job schedule, they're able to come in here at noon. They want a class. All right, we'll put one together. You know, we've been going on that since March. So, I mean, and we're, we're midway through August and we're just picking up people as we go. You know, it started small and it's, it's slowly growing, but yeah. man, honestly, it's a good break from the day. Cause I'll, I'll be working, you know, doing paperwork side of things, doing the social media side of things. And I'm like, man, my eyes are hurt from this computer and stuff. And then, oh, it's it's time for our noon class. Heck yeah. And then I get to do what I like to do. You know? 
Exactly. Exactly. And I love how, how you're, you're still having your hand in the, the, the front end of the business, right? I think everybody focuses on the back end once they hit a certain amount of time they've been doing it for a little bit of time or, or they hit a certain number of members. You know, as soon as they can jump out, they do. But yeah. the fact that you're still front facing it and dealing with the hands on stuff, I mean, I love that, man. I love that, Nick. Not typical, not typical at all, man. And so, um, I mean, Nick, I'm not sure if you're a one-man team on the back end. And if you are, amazing. If not, great as well. But just curious, I mean, 200 members, all right? Especially if you are a one-man team, that is a <laughs> lot. But how do you track that? I mean, how do you know where they are in terms of, let's say, lifetime value, how long they've been with you, right? If they're ready to cancel, if they're just starting, how, how do you track that? How do you manage that? Oh, so this is going to be, this might be a long answer. I'll, I'll give you the long okay. one. Um, so our invoice system, that helps me dramatically. Um, we use square invoices. I put everyone on. So, so with the first month of regular gym access, they pay an activation fee, you know, getting them signed into the system and all that, the, the key fob system takes a little bit more work than just, you know, someone who's here for a class. So after that, we start sending a recurring invoice. Um, those recurring invoices, man, they, they help me. You know, I can go in and I can see who's paid, who hasn't paid. And then what I'll start doing is, okay, for two or three days late, I'll see if they've seen it. Okay, they haven't viewed it. So I'll, I'll call them, text them, email them. Email them is probably not going to work if they're not looking at the invoice that's sent to their email. So I got to take another route, right? So usually on typically like Wednesdays, uh, it's when I catch up on paperwork. I have a, a client who don't ever come in on Wednesdays. So I use that availability to I make a list of who is current or who's, let me rephrase that, who's not current, um, where they're at. And then I put their numbers and I either start texting them or calling them throughout the day and throughout the week. Hey, here's where you're at on this. And that helps dramatically, you know, because a lot of people, they're not being deceitful by being a week late. They just didn't know they was due, you know? So why, you know, and, and, Usually at the week mark, if they haven't paid, their key's supposed to get shut off, right? Then they have to pay a reactivation fee. Well, I don't, you know, obviously I'm a business owner and I want to make money, but I'd rather not make the $10 reactivation fee and then just pay it, honestly. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll, I'll send them a reminder. And then like day seven, you know, I'm turning keys off. I'm texting people, hey man, you know, what's... Are you going to be able to pay this? Do you need me to give you a couple more days? Because stuff happens, life happens, bills come up. Sometimes gym membership gets put on the back burner, right? And I'd rather keep a member, him be a week late because of where his pay falls. Yeah. Then me turn his key off and then he'll be like, well, I'm going to have to pay it $10. I can't afford that $10 to go around. So I'm just not going to go back. You know how easy habits are to break. So the invoices that helps a lot. Um, when it comes to the tumbling, my wife is the tumbling coach and she tracks all the tumbling people. And that is, I'll tell you how many roughly, let's see, around 45 to 50 kids given the month. Um, so she tracks all of them. So that helps me dramatically. It takes me from having to keep up with 
you know, 200 to down to around 150. So, but short answer is square invoices. They take a little bit off the top, but you know, having, having them send that, having the features for reoccurring, having it, the feature that shows me if they viewed an invoice or not, you know? Um, yeah. So that, that's the short answer. No, I love it. I mean, look, I, I, one thing I will say that stands out alone is, you know, your metrics and you're doing something about it. I mean, most people are like, oh yeah, I have a sign-in sheet. <laughs> so I think <laughs> the fact is like, you are going above and beyond, but this is the thing, it, people undermine it. Cause I mean, look at it, we're fitness professionals, right? Yeah. We track our body fat percentage, how much weight is on the bar, you know, our macros, but sometimes you just don't track our metrics. It's like, why? <laughs> so, but you're doing it, man. I'm Nick, I'm telling you, you're doing a lot of the right things on a high volume and on a high level. And so I'm going to ask you a little bit of a longer winded question here, Nick, my favorite, one of my favorite questions, right? And so a good self-reflection question, um, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly, right? And it's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, which is getting somebody from being interested to being a paying client. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Nick, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, honestly, probably, and I've been working on it, um, especially since a uh, little background. I wasn't always here full-time. I had a full-time job up until March. I took off here in March and we've been pushing hard ever since. Um, probably getting current customers to buy more. Um, I, I would say I am the least pushy salesman you'll ever find because I'm not a salesman. I'm a, I'm a trainer. I'm a gym owner. Exactly. You know, I'm a boxing coach. I tell people Nothing what we have. That. <laughs> yeah. And I, that is, it's helped me a lot because now that I'm here more, I tell people about the services we have. I'm like, Hey, here's what we have to offer. And, you know, they might come just for a gym membership. And you're like, I just want a gym membership. Okay, that's fine. Totally you know, fine. we'll get you signed yeah. up. Um, before, and I'd listen to a podcast, honestly, is what kind of changed the road, if you will. I felt pushy when I would offer services. And on that podcast, I can't remember whose it was. They were saying you should never feel pushy as a personal trainer or a health professional offering services because you might help change that person's life. And I'm like, oh, man, light bulb moment. You know, I'm like, yeah. for now on, I'll always offer what we have. And that, I had a client come in about the time that I was making the transition to being here full time. And he's my most dedicated client. I see him three to four days a week. And because I told him about our services, I got him as a client. And then once I opened the door, and start doing this full time. I, I let him know right off the bat, hey, I have more availability. That's when he bumped it up to three to four days a week. And that's what I've been doing more and more of not being a salesman, but letting people know the availability we have. You know, hey, we have a 615 opening Monday, Wednesday, Friday for personal training. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Nick, I'm going to piggyback on that if you don't mind. I mean, yeah. It's just a mentality shift. You know, you're, you're doing them a disservice by not letting them know what you bring to the table. And I mean, it's it's about being that one-stop shop, in my opinion, personally, right? I think if you have more to offer, and because I mean, let's say, for example, you know, not sure if you offer this here, Nick, but, you know, supplements, right? 
or, or even merchandise, right? I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes people don't have that workout shirt that they use pretty predominantly or even boxing gloves, right? Or they, yeah. they don't have protein powder to take, but they're curious about it. They're going to take it one way or another if they're starting that journey. So you might as well be that one-stop shop and offer all of it, right? No, you're so right. There's nothing you're wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're doing them, I'm telling you, they're doing them a disservice by not providing that, right? Because they're going to go somewhere else and find it. And if they like you and love working with you already, they're going to love buying more from you. You're not hitting them over the head. You're giving them more value. That's really what it comes down to. It's their choice to see if they want to buy or not, right? No need to force things onto people. Of course not. But I mean, they're there for a reason. It's making it, that's why I always say personal training, PT, fitness is the hardest thing to sell because you're selling that belief in them that they do not have. And if you compound it with more things, I'm telling you, man, that's the secret. And you understand it, Nick. I know you understand. So uh, I love it, man. I love it. I I, I wanted to definitely piggyback on that. So I appreciate you sharing that point. It's a great perspective for the viewers, Nick. Dropping a lot of value over here, man. This This has been a great podcast so far. But I got two more questions for you, Nick, man. My two favorite questions, if you will. Um, And first one is, man, I'm kind of curious, you know, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Man, so I'm a very goal-oriented person. So I always put these like unrealistic goals, right? Like when I was a 16-year-old kid sitting in the classroom, I had a goal of having a gym. And then it's here, you know. Then uh, when I started combat sports as a sophomore in college, I wanted a combat sport gym, right? So now we have both. So it's like, oh, I can't just stall out now, right? So my big picture is building a new facility, much bigger. We're at, I figured it up earlier, around 3,500 square foot. I want at least double that. Huge martial arts part of it. Um, the martial arts does okay. They don't do bad. Um, it lets me, you know, I, I got a guy who comes down and teaches jujitsu. It helps me get to learn some more jujitsu. You know, I like jujitsu. It's fun. I like boxing. I get to teach boxing. It's, it's so much fun. You know, it's, it's always been kind of my thing. Um, the tumbling does extremely well, but we could get more people in here if we had more room. Same with the personal training. Um, I could get a lot more people in if I had more room, had more trainers. So once the goal is to at least double the size of the gym and then, you know, probably close to quadruple the size of this combat room. You know, it's it's a pretty small room. It's a multi-purpose room. And once we do that, we'll have dedicated areas to boxing and jujitsu. You'll have your tumbling area. Um, my wife, she really wants to focus on a cheer gym. So in that tumbling area, we can we can add that also. And then for the gym, man, I want some more. I got I got a couple racks, you know, and a couple more half racks. I want. I'm not a machine person, you know. We have functional trainer and a couple other select machines that I picked out by hand um, because you know I don't just go to some random guy and say, "Hey, man, fill up my gym." I want to know some the reviews on it. I want to know what people use it for. I want to go use one myself, see if it's worth it. You know, just, yeah. So Completely. with that, yeah, with that, we want to fill the gym up with, with good quality equipment. You know, add some more turf. We have turf. We have sleds. Let's get some more turf. We have one piece right now. I want four. Um, we have, you know, like I said, a handful of squat racks. I want a handful more. 
a couple more functional trainers, more sleds, just a all around bigger facility. And when, when that comes, we'd like to add more employees too. You know, right now we have a couple contract employees, but we'd like to add some more, you know, for the training aspect of it, more personal trainers, uh, you know, some help with the tumbling because, you know, 40 plus kids by yourself. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of tumbling, you know? So, yeah. uh, and, you know, I have people I know who's, who's qualified, who, who want to do the job. So I want to be able to provide not just the service of personal training to people, but the service of new jobs to other people to qualify for those jobs, you know, the way they don't have to move away. It's a small place, but, but, you know, fitness is moving forward. So we got to move forward with it. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of innovation. And you got to yeah. be with it. I love that. I, all, I always say that, man. It's like, Nick, you're reading my mind over here, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And I got one last question here. And, and, and Nick, I, I really want to hear your answer. I'm, I'm eager to see this because I can see, I see the way your brain works, man. And I can see it, it, it's very, very similar to mine. And, and, and uh, I wonder, I don't know if you're going to get tactical with this answer, if you're going to get philosophical. So I'm kind of, this is a good one. It's a good one. It's an entertaining question. We had, I'll be kidding you not, like my, like in the beginning of, of the podcast when it first started, uh, we had one guy, I asked this question to, and um, he walked outside for 20 minutes. Or I'm ready to answer. I was like, man, you have five minutes. You better, you better answer as fast as you can. So, yeah. um, you know, Nick, uh, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down and, and give yourself one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started with all the knowledge you know now? What would that advice be for you? So it would be kind of what we talked about earlier. It'd be upselling uh, personal training. And in that conversation, I would let myself know that, man, I need to have a little more faith in, in my creation, in my wife's creation, in our gym, because it can make it, can make it you know. It not only can make it, but you know, since I've been here full time, the income of the gym is, you know, from from this month or from July of last year to July of this year, it quadrupled. From me not being here but part time to me being here full time, quadrupled. You know, that wow. that's hard to wrap your brain around until you actually see the reports side by side. But I tell myself have a little more faith in myself and start start doing some more training, upsell the trainer. You know, people are worth getting in shape that they're worth paying what I'm asking you know they could go spend $25 at McDonald's or they could spend you know some money for a personal training session but if they don't know you have it or if you don't make it available you know they can't really really go after it you know and people don't want to ask much questions you know like you got to offer it to them you got to show it to them you know so that's that's where I would go with that I definitely make myself upsell more, make myself more, if you will, confident in myself, confident in the business we created. You know, it's, it's done really well. It, you know, it's continuing to do better and better every month. So that, that's, that's hard to do beating your sales goal from last month, the next month continuing. So that's where I go with that. 
Nick, I was debating about to say something, but that was a mic drop of an answer, man. I'm not even going to ruin the, the mic <laughs> drop here. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Nick. But before we sign out, you know, yeah. please, man, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? Yeah, so so ShakotaFitClub.com has everything. It You know, you can go to our Facebook from there. Um, I have a link tree. It's on uh, both my personal Nick Quentin Facebook. It's on the Shakota Fit Club Facebook. Our, my Instagram handles Nick Quentin 007. Um, Shakota Fit Club is on Instagram. Shakota Combat is on Instagram and Facebook. And with that, also, one thing I'd like to mention that I, I kind of haven't mentioned um, is the fact that I do offer online training. I've, you know, trained people all over the country and I've trained a, a guy who was in uh and I'm gonna get it wrong I think Norway so that, that's a pretty cool experience um that kind of got brought on the online training from COVID you know we got shut down and had to had to pay the gym's bills so Jim paid the bills by by creating you know I don't create plans I create programs like these are things that this three weeks is going to lead into a different three weeks yeah. so on and so forth you know it's it's a program for that person so um yeah um a couple of shout outs he said uh, i'd like to give a shout out to my wife you know uh, Haley quentin so you know she does awesome um like i said she's the tumbling coach uh when i get too overloaded with personal training she steps up and takes some of the clients and man they love when she does classes and stuff like that uh, uh, let's see, man, shout out to my members, you know, there we go. There we go. Biggest shout out of the day. <laughs> I love it, man. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution yeah. to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road, man. If you don't mind sticking around for two seconds, I'll just let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I'm going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Okay. Awesome, man. And, uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.